Welcome to Angus Beef Bulletin Audio, a hands-free ABB extension. Thanks for joining us. I'm Casey Brown, Associate Editor of the Angus Beef Bulletin. These are the three new health and nutrition articles in the September 7th edition of the Angus Beef Bulletin Extra. You can find these at angusbeefbulletin.com extra. If you have questions or comments, please let us know at abbeditorial at angus.org. Let's get started. Asian longhorned ticks and thalaria, what you need to know. A solid tick control program is one of the best things a producer can do to minimize the risk of the Asian longhorned tick and Ikeda by Thack Winslow with Lanco Animal Health. The Asian longhorned tick has been identified in 11 states across the United States in the past five years and continues to spread. With the new tick species comes the tick-borne disease, Thalaria orientalis, Ikeda, which can be fatal to cattle. While there's not an effective treatment for Ikeda, understanding the disease, the tick species, and the relationship between the two will facilitate taking proactive measures for prevention and management that can help to protect your cattle herd. Understanding Thalaria orientalis, Ikeda. Ikeda is a protozoal disease that attacks red blood cells. It's been endemic in Australia and New Zealand for the past two decades, and while cattle are the target species, sheep can also be potential carriers. To date, there is no approved treatment for Ikeda in cattle, nor an effective vaccine. Ikeda is most efficiently transmitted through the saliva from feeding ticks. However, the sharing of needles and other means of transferring blood between animals have been demonstrated as competent modes of spread. The incubation period is one to three weeks. Once in a herd with ticks present, Ikeda tends to spread rapidly, reaching a herd infection rate of 80% or more in a matter of 30 days. On the other hand, death loss is typically below 5% and drops to near zero as the disease stabilizes in the herd, with new naive herd additions being most susceptible. Abortions have been documented in late pregnancy. Unlike anaplasmosis, young animals can have clinical disease in addition to adults. Understanding the Asian longhorned tick. The Asian longhorned tick was first identified in the mid-Atlantic and southeastern states in 2017, but it was later discovered to have been in the United States seven years prior. The female ticks are parthenogenetic, which allows them to reproduce at rapid rates without mating. Currently, no male ticks have been identified in the United States. Asian longhorn ticks are similar in size, like deer ticks. Without close examination, they're difficult to observe on cattle. They tend to have affinity for the head, ears, under the tail, axilla, and flanks. When a herd is infested with the Asian longhorned tick, they'll be found in large numbers on nearly all animals. It's not uncommon to find swarms of ticks on a single animal, especially around the head and ears. If you suspect the tick on your cattle, contact your veterinarian, extension agent, or state veterinarian for assistance in identification. The Asian longhorn tick can survive off the animal for up to six months and feeds on three individual hosts to complete its life cycle. While it is tolerant of the cold, it does not survive well in hot, dry climates. Because of this, the tick is anticipated to move north, but the spread west will likely stop near the Missouri River. The relationship. Cattle are the predominant host species for Ikeda. Once infected, they're considered lifelong carriers. Ikeda-infected ticks transmit the disease to cattle, which then transmit the disease on to more feeding ticks. 
The Asian longhorn tick is a multi-host tick, meaning it feeds on and can be transported by multiple animals, including wildlife, during each of its three different phases of its growth. At this time, the Asian longhorn tick is the only known vector of Ikeda in the United States. However, research is currently being conducted to determine if other endemic ticks can serve as competent vectors. The geographic spread of Ikeda can be assumed to be either the result of infected cattle movement or the relocation of infected ticks while on cattle or wildlife hosts, including birds. Tips for Management and Mitigation Once discovered, Ikeda is nearly impossible to eradicate because the tick serves as a persistent vector. It's important for producers to implement control measures that focus on biosecurity and tick control. When it comes to biosecurity, it's best achieved in closed herds, which isolate and test new animals coming into the cattle herd. Adding a blood test for T. orientalis to the checklist can help mitigate bringing any infected cattle onto your operation. A solid tick control program is one of the best things a producer can implement to minimize the risk of the Asian longhorn tick and Ikeda. It can also prevent their introduction into the herd from wildlife or adjoining cattle. It is believed that the higher level of exposure, the more severe that Ikeda infection can be. A tick control program consists of two target control points, the environment and the animal. Environmental control is challenging and consists of brush and vegetation management through limiting access and controlled burning. Producers should consider cutting down pastures, trimming brush, and fencing off heavily wooded areas. In some cases, spot spraying can be implemented. On-animal treatment is often the most practical and effective. Total wet down with high-pressure spraying via spray boxes or dipping vats is preferred, but requires facilities and equipment specific for implementation. Back rubbers and oilers are more convenient and are most effective with forced daily usage by setting them up across access points to water or mineral. Insecticide ear tags will help control ticks in the ears and around the head, but they will have minimal effect on the rest of the body compared to other methods. If injectable, injectable or poron macrocylic lactone dewormers are used to treat cattle for inter- internal parasites, there can be an added benefit of some tick control. However, it is of utmost importance to avoid overuse and never select these products solely for Asian longhorned tick control. Long-term, herd-wide exposure is the leading cause of resistance. Resistance causes huge potential economic loss from ineffective treatment of both internal and external parasites in the future. As we, see, as we continue to see the in- inevitable spread of the Asian longhorned tick and T. orientalis, Ikeda genotype, it's important for producers to take prevention measures seriously to minimize economic ramifications. To learn more about implementing tick control protocols in your operation, talk with your veterinarian. Editor's note, Thack Winslow is a veterinarian and senior technical consultant of beef for Elanco Animal Health. Second article is nutrition-focused podcast episodes. Did you miss these two Angus at Work podcast episodes? Learn to stretch your grazing and about precision nutrition. Cattle are amazing creatures because they can turn grass into protein, but how they get that grass varies across the country. This episode shares insight on creatively stretching grazing from both small and large operators and from the east to the west. Tune in now to hear how Chad Woods of First Hand Foods in North Carolina and Rob Elder with Elder Farms in Oregon make things work. You can tune in to Only So Much Grass, How to Stretch Grazing um, on the Angus at Work 
podcast. The second is precision nutrition. The cattle industry has made huge genetic progress, but has made but has nutrition made the same progress. ADM's Brian Feasure discusses the future of nutrition, how we're getting there, and what's available now. He says, when forage is limiting, every bite counts. You can access both of these podcast episodes on any um, of your favorite pl- podcast listening platforms, or you can visit angusatwork.buzzsprout, that's B-U-Z-Z-S-P-R-O-U-T dot com. Our third article is BRD Battle Plan, provide powerful protection on all fronts. Fighting BRD requires a multifaceted approach. The fight against bovine respiratory disease, BRD, is a never-ending battle on a beef operation. It's frustrating, costly, and the causes can be extremely hard to understand. Producers often asked why certain groups of calves succumb to BRD, while other groups do very well, says Joe Gillespie, technical veterinarian with Beringer Ingelheim. Other producers will wonder why they recently started having issues with BRD when their vaccination and management strategies have stayed the same. While some practices may help prevent infection, there is no single action that could prevent disease 100% of the time. Many variables affect disease risk, and controlling BRD requires a multifaceted approach. An effective BRD battle plan includes three key tenets, building immunity, mitigating risk, and managing infections. 1. Build immunity. When calves are born, they enter the world lacking any real immunity to disease, explains Gillespie. To build up the defenses they need, calves are dependent on colostrum from their mothers. This antibody-rich colostrum will provide calves with passive immunity that can help to protect them from disease-causing organisms. The instant a calf is born, a clock begins ticking on its colostrum intake that can have lasting effects on its health and productivity. Ideally, calves should ingest adequate amounts of high-quality colostrum within four hours of birth. As passive immunity from colostrum wanes, vaccines are needed to stimulate the calf's immune system to start producing its own antibodies against specific disease-causing agents. Antibodies absorbed from colostrum can interfere with the development of immunity from modified live virus vaccines for several months after birth, so it's important to administer an MLV vaccine proven to stimulate immunity in calves even in the presence of colostral antibodies. When it comes to BRD, there are two types of active immunity we would think about jumpstarting, notes Gillespie. If possible, choose a vaccine that stimulates both local and systemic immunity. If you have questions about choosing the right vaccine, your herd veterinarian can help you determine a protocol that best fits the needs of your operation. 2. Mitigate risk. Quality colostrum and vaccination can get animals off to a great start, but even in a vaccinated animal, disease challenge can overwhelm the immune system. Many factors, such as adverse weather, weaning, and commingling, can increase risk and open the door for viruses and bacteria to invade the respiratory tract, explains Gillespie. This means we must be diligent and proactive in order to protect calves. Although some level of stress may be unavoidable, there are many factors producers do have control over. By implementing a few key management practices, you can do your part to reduce risk, mitigate stress, and prevent disease. Consider the following. Minimize commingling of animals from different sources. If unavoidable, use a preconditioning program. Consider metaphylaxis, or a group antibiotic treatment, for at-risk animals or any cattle with unknown health histories. Work with a veterinarian to implement a deworming protocol for parasite protection. 
screen incoming calves for bovine viral diarrhea virus, and remove persistently infected calves from the herd. Shield cattle from harsh weather conditions. Avoid overcrowding to minimize the transmission of respiratory pathogens. Practice low-stress handling to ensure the moving process goes smoothly for both producers and the cattle. Low-stress handling techniques include presenting a calm disposition, avoiding loud noises, reducing the use of cattle prods, and removing visual distractions. Ensure cows are well-fed with properly balanced and highly nutritious diet. This is necessary for healthy immune function and proper growth. 3. Manage infection. Even with the best vaccines and management practices, BRD can strike and infections can occur. Some animals will require an antimicrobial to help them fight the disease. Administering the treatment right away is essential. Gillespie recommends consulting your veterinarian to develop a set of standard operating procedures for this occasion. Every producer should take the time to outline a consistent treatment protocol for their operation, suggests Gillespie. Early diagnosis is critical when it comes to preventing long-term damage. All employees should be trained to identify the signs of BRD, and any sick animals should be isolated from the rest of the herd. Aside from daily health assessments done by employees, it may be worth your while to use veterinary diagnostic testing. This could include a nasal swab, blood test, thoracic ultrasound, or even a necropsy. These diagnostic tests can help uh, can identify the specific BRD-causing pathogen and help inform your product decision. If possible, use an antibiotic known to treat all major BRD-causing pathogens, including Mannheimia hemolytica, Pasteurella multicida, Histophilus somni, and Mycoplasma bovis. An effective treatment should provide calves with a rapid response to minimize lung damage. Look for an antimicrobial that is fast-acting and long-lasting to give them the best chance of recovery. BRD is the costliest cause of sickness and death in the beef finishing industry, and implementing a holistic approach to battling the disease could help to provide the production producers are looking for, concludes Gillespie. With the right products, proper management strategies, and an effective treatment plan, producers can put their cattle on track for lifelong productivity and well-being. Editor's note, this article is provided by Beringer Ingelheim. Uh, you can tune in to the September 14th Angus at Work episode for more insight into armoring up against BRD.